This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. still coming to you live from southwest florida for just a few more weeks this season we've extended our season um because of family commitments i.e ortho appointments for my boys so we're still in florida but we are happy to come to you from wherever in the world you are it's good to hear your voice kt likewise mary beth i am coming to you from one of our long-term bucket list locations um, I tried so hard all day to post our pictures from the week on our Road School Moms Peek Out of Our Week Facebook group, but it wouldn't let me. So um, let me tell you that this week we celebrated our seventh year on the road, and we happened to be with our neighbors, the Hartog Vaccines, Clementine and Company, who also celebrated seven years on the road June 1st. So we had a double seven-year anniversary, and um it's so funny that it's taken us seven years to get here because this has been on our bucket list since before we left our house. But today we are parked in Train Mountain, which is in Chiloquin, Oregon. And um, it's this beautiful 2,200-acre location dedicated to narrow-gauge railroad. And Mary Beth, if you've ever gone to a park or amusement place and sat on one of those little trains that go around and the engine looks like a quarter, no, an eighth of a real engine, that's what we're at here, and they've got hundreds of them. So this is the mecca for train enthusiasts of live steamers and um, narrow gauge variety. And so that's where we're coming to you, where it's a beautiful 70 degrees and sunny still and just a wonderful, wonderful day. How about you, Mary Beth? Did you have a good week? I did have a good week. We, um, gosh, well, you know, we can't. We came off of the FPA, the Florida Parent Education Association Homeschool Convention last weekend. And I'll just have to say, um, it was so much more than I was expecting, I guess. I know, you know, you and I had such a good time there last year, but for me, last year, I was only there for that one day. And, um, you know, we done our live broadcast and we had Sarah James with us and we, you know, we done some scouting around on the, just that one day for me. But, um, this year I spent the whole weekend up there. So we got the whole gamut of activities and information. And if you tuned in with us last week, if you're part of our Facebook group, you got to see all the live videos we done and we just made such good connections. And I'll tell you, it t- I had to have a day of recuperation when we got back from there. It was a wild weekend for us. Yeah. I love all the lives you did over at our Road School Moms fan page. They were so informative, and just like some of our other listeners said, it was like being there, although I missed being with you all. Uh, it was really nice to see those different booths and for you to be able to talk to the vendors. It was so cool. I love those. I did, and I so enjoyed being able to um, connect with some Road School Moms that were asking questions, um, you know, and I, and I went back and forth and got answers, and um, a couple of the booths that we didn't expect to even connect with that we had no idea that was even there, Mutasia. I just have to mention them one more time. We had such a good time in their booth. And um, Ryan's already um, reached out to me this week, and we're going to um, have a date added to our 
our calendar here um, sometime. I guess it'll have to be in August because I know we're pretty booked up. And I don't know, KT, you've got some books, even some shows booked in. So we may be into September before we can have the creator of Mutasia on, but we definitely want to get him on. Their products are so fun. I can't tell you. It's just a tr- they were it was attractive just to when you walked by it you couldn't you couldn't walk by without stopping just to figure out what it was because it was so colorful and animated and um, and then once you realize what it is and you talk to um, the illustrator of the book and everything else it was just a really cool vendor so I'll be excited to bring that to you and I, since you mentioned the uh, Facebook lives we're right now trying to figure out how to put all those together for one video. So we'll have that hopefully be able to share that very soon so that you can take a walk through our experience from FPEA. Oh, I love that. I can't wait um, to see that whole thing in one long stream. Very cool. Oh, I'm so jealous. So fun. Uh, but um, there's uh, so many good things to do all across the country. You know, if you're not um, in FPEA country, you should just definitely look up um, the homeschool convention coming to near you. I just saw that one of our road school moms was at a homeschool convention in like Lancaster just last week, uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And then um, I don't know exactly when Teach Them Diligently is, but that's a great conference to go to. Um, Clementine was telling me that she attended the World School Conference um, down in Meridia, Mexico, and that was awesome. So definitely get involved in something like that. Speaking of connecting with community, uh, Mary Beth and I both have some opportunities for you to connect with uh, road school moms and other traveling families. Full-time families is hosting hangouts across the country this summer. Specifically, we have one for Fourth of July in Hershey, Pennsylvania. What a sweet place to spend Fourth of July. Pardon the pun. <laughs> uh, we have um, a Solar Fest in Oregon, and Mary Beth, you have a Solar Fest in Indiana, right? Well, it's actually Carbondale, Illinois. It is oh, one Illinois. of, yeah, Illinois, but it's Indiana, Illinois, right? <laughs> it's um, Carbondale, Illinois, which is southern Illinois, really close to, um, it's kind of a close to that area where, you know, Missouri's not too far, St. Louis isn't too far, uh, Hopkinsville, Kentucky is just south, Indiana's not too far, it's in that little um, quadrant right there. Uh, but Carbondale is, I think it even might be the place where the longest duration is for this eclipse in August. If not the longest, it's one of the longest, I think two minutes and 42 seconds. Um, and we have secured a location there. It's going to be, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but it's a boondocking location. <laughs> How do you like that for me? It's going to be a boondocking location right there in Carbondale. Um, our host that owns the property is a family friend of mine, and he has put together a daily water truck that will be able to come through for water access, and then he's got a honey wagon that, um, from a friend of his that's going to come through once a day also, so we'll have access to water and um, sewage dump, so that'll be good. And it really is just kind of out in the middle of nowhere, which is going to be awesome during the eclipse portion of it. But that area, like many areas, I'm sure you, you know yours is going to be the same way, KT, but for Carbondale... Um, Illinois State University is there, so we're going to have the resources of ISU. They have some really cool things planned for the eclipse, as does the city of Carbondale. There's going to be tons of things outside of our group that will be there, um, you know, that we'll have access to. And I know that I was working this last week on a field trip to ISU Science Center, um, so I'm hoping to get that put together this week and be able to announce that to our group. And it is our locations, um, their space is really limited. So if you're interested, Road School Moms, please reach out to me because um, 
the space is there is that's that's all we have. So when once that fills up then that will be it. Yes, very cool. And then after um after the world goes dark in October we are hosting a hangout at the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta, which have you ever gone to that, Mary Beth? The balloon fest you said? Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm looking at my text because I just sent you a text as we're talking. <laughs> I'm starting to text you at the same time. Um, balloon Fest. I've never been there, but you know that's on my bucket list and it's killed me. I've I've not given up uh, hope that we might try to come that way, but it's too far away for me to say. But I yeah. can tell you that since you're going to be there and you've got this really cool, cool road school experience going on out there, and oh, I'd love to come out there when you guys are there. Because I would love to see that. I remember, I can't remember if it was Stephanie Simpson or someone's pictures from just a couple of years ago. Every time somebody says Balloon Fest, those pictures would like run through my brain. Yeah, it's so scenic, so picturesque. It's uh, a great, I can't believe we haven't gone yet either, but I'm really excited for this to be the year. And then after that, we've just announced our Halloween hangout, our second annual Halloween hangout, which is going to be super cool. Um, Jill Robbins and Lisa Green, two very crafty, bright ladies, are taking that one over in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So that's going to be awesome. Then November brings us to um, the Cruise Chicks uh, Mom's Cruise Getaway, November 8th through the 13th, leaving out of Fort Lauderdale. So a bunch of FTO's moms going on that. Uh, and that brings us to December and holiday time. So lots of good things happening this year. Um, you can go to, if you want to go to the one in Illinois, contact Mary Beth at info at Roger Teacher. If you want to go to any of the others, go to fulltimefamilies.com and click on the upcoming events and you can find out all the details there, dates, times, etc. So very cool things. I'm, I'm really excited. You know, have you, have your kiddos gotten into this fidget spinner craze? Oh, my Atlanta. Well, what happened in our house? <laughs> was that Tyler ordered a fidget spinner and he got it and then it just erupted into the fact that there was only one in the house and everybody had to have one and everybody wanted a certain one and then one of them got lost on the UPS truck and I'll just have to say that before it was over with I was wishing that fidget spinners had never been invented but now that everyone has one it's all cool and everybody loves them I've seen STF's promotion this weekend that's fun yeah so Thank the Lord we found fidget spinners this weekend because they, my kids, so we have been traveling at such a clip and not being in campgrounds that allow pickup and we're all spoiled. We don't like to do general mail delivery like we used to in the beginning, so we just don't order mail. We won't order mail probably till the middle of June when we're in another thousand trails and can get mail there. So we haven't been able to order one online, which is obviously the easiest way to get one, and in my mailbox came a message that Michael's had them. And so we put it on our route, and I'm happy to announce that now in Google Maps on your phone, you can add multiple destinations. That was so cool. I had like five errands to run yesterday, so I put in my multiple destinations. It turns out Michael's was one of the last stops on my list. And so my kiddos were abundantly patient with me while we did all the other things. And we get to Michael's, and we walk in, and they say, oh, we just sold out, I thought. Oh, no. Uh, Play Training 101. You never just did anything. Oh, no. <laughs> sold out hours ago or sold out some other time, but you never just did anything. Um, so anyway, but it turns out down the road at Walmart, we were shopping at Walmart, and 
our kiddos implored us to ask, 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 and we asked, and yep, they had them. And so we are the proud new owners of four fidget spinners, and we got an extra one to raffle off for uh, FTFs across the country who couldn't find them for their kiddos. So very cool, very much fun. Uh, well, PSA so, for that, though, I, I am going to say this, though. Did you read in our – I think it was our Road School Moms group, or maybe it was the FTF group, but did you read about the pers- the girl that swallowed part of the fidget spinner? So PSA from Road School Moms, don't let your kiddos put the fidget spinner near their mouth, especially if they're younger, because I'm not sure how it happened, but one of those little bearings came out and got down her throat, and it was quite the ordeal for them to retrieve it, mm, something goodness. that I would never have thought of. So, sorry, just had to interject that. Yeah, you know me. You know me and my worrisome nature. Yeah. So, do you would you let your kiddos use their fidget, fidget spinners during school time? You know, uh, probably. I'll have to say that we had a talk about this about who was going to because one of mine wanted to take it to church last week, and I'm like, hmm. Mm. I don't know. Well, I finally gave in, and it didn't cause a distraction. And I'll say that uh, Taylor's had hers this week, um, although she's probably the one that – you know, here's here's an interesting thing since you've said this. Here's an interesting point that I'll bring about this. Tyler, because, um, you know, he's a little – he's always a thinker. He's always the one that thinks a little bit farther than the average bear. And he made the point a couple of weeks ago that, you know, fidget spinners were really made for kiddos with attention to deficit or, or whatever, you know, those kinds of things or someone maybe that's a hands-on learner you know and that's how it was made and he had read somewhere where a mother was imploring everyone not to let their kids take it to public school if you have fidget spinners not to let your kiddos just take them to school just for the sake of taking them because there were kids that really benefited from having that fidget spinner and be able you know being able to use it during their school time and so we actually had a talk we you know we actually talked about that a little bit in our household um but to answer your question i guess i guess it if i guess i would let them use it during their school time here i don't see any reason why they couldn't it kind of it goes back to some of those um things i know that laura hamilton back when you know we were analyzing whether your kid was an audio or a sensory learner you know like the hands-on thing that it might fit into something that would be helpful during that yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think um we'll see we're just brand new fidget owners. Um so I think I will let them use it during our family read aloud, although my kids have been come pretty conditioned during uh, those family sit down times to not fidget as much anymore, but DJ still wanders in his mind and in his body movements. So so I'll see if uh that really does make a difference at all, but just uh things to think on. And speaking of sitting around um, doing schoolwork together as a family, here it comes. We can't go through one show without saying <laughs> two words. There's a discovery this so many months ago. <laughs> I know. Ready? Somebody should be collecting a dollar for every time I say morning time, and then you could fund your full-time travel, because you know I can't go through a show without saying. I even did it last weekend, but FBA had to talk about morning time, which is exactly what led us to tonight's show, because after I uh, stopped in Holly Giles' booth, if you got a chance to see our Facebook Live there last week, I had to talk about morning time. And, of course, um, Season 10 of Road School Moms, it's all about planning your successful road school year. And tonight we're going to explore planning a successful morning time routine. So Katie and I thought, who better 
to talk with us about morning time than Holly Giles with the Giles Frontier. You know, KT, you and I have used her curriculum since last year at FPEA. Absolutely love it. Absolutely. So um, Holly is on the line with us tonight. Holly, welcome back to Road School Mom. Thank you. So nice to be with you ladies tonight. Wow, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Holly. Hey. For the people who are just tuning in and learning uh, and missed the last show that you did with us and who I'm sure are going to go back after this show and listen to that one, please introduce yourself to our Road School Moms listeners. My name is Holly Giles, and I created the website called The Giles Frontier, and it's based on our experiences as a homeschool family. I have two boys. They're now 11 and 14. And out of homeschooling them, we came up with our curriculum called Blaze New Trails, which I met you two last year (laughs) we talked about. And it's really based on how my sons learned. They love to be outside, and uh, I figured how can I – turn this into learning, and that's what we did. So our curriculum really is based on using right where you are, wherever you are, your community and natural resources to educate your kids. Well, you know how much KT and I both love your curriculum, um, Holly. We've <laughs> both used it in different ways. Um, I know, KT, you, didn't you start out actually your morning time with Holly's curriculum last fall, or am I, is that right? Am I, I did, that right? that's right. That's exactly right. That's yeah, awesome. That's how you, yeah, she did. And I actually started, um, we actually started our school year last year with your curriculum, Holly, and we kind of springboarded off that and it kind of eased us into our school year. My kids enjoyed it so much. So we're so thankful to have made that connection. And I just have to say thank you again for hanging out with us last weekend at the FPA for a little while and um, going on our Facebook Live with us. Um, I got the opportunity to sit through one of your um, convention workshops. That was so much fun. So if you're listening in and you have the opportunity to see Holly and listen to one of her speaking engagements, put it on your calendar because you will not be disappointed. Thank but, you. Uh, yeah, we have a, a few more places to go this year, and then we'll be home. So, yep. so KT, tell us, I know we're going to talk all about morning time. We're going to let uh, Holly tell us her best tips here shortly, but are you still doing morning time at this time of year, or have you put it on the shelf for now? So, um, I... So here, for other road school moms who might think morning time, wow, that's something else I have to learn and figure out. I, After listening to the show uh, with Pam Barnhill and talking to you, we did start with Holly's um, stuff for morning time, and then we made a transition to a different season of the year, and so we made a transition to doing family de- devotional time for our morning time. And so I think that anyone who's listening and maybe you're hearing morning time for the first time, take a deep breath and realize there's no wrong way to do morning time. And um, it's uh, you can do it however you want. The point is to just set your set your foot off in the right tone for the rest of the day. So whatever encouragement or whatever um, thing that you'd like to do with your family for your morning time, that can fill in the gaps. Wouldn't you say that? It's true, Mary Beth? Yeah, I definitely like how you said that. Um, and, and one thing that I'll remind you, and I know this, um, our loyal Road School Moms listeners will snicker because this is um, something that KT and I both have to rein ourselves in when we go to do anything. But I, my, my best tip, and I know Kimberly will, um, will agree, is do not make it complicated. Um, there's a lot of morning time plans out there online. There's a lot of morning time examples, and a lot of people tell you what they have in their morning basket. 
and what they've done, and there's videos, and, and those are all wonderful, and they all look wonderful, but just remember those are in someone else's house, and that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that that's what it is um, a good fit for your house. And so keep it simple. Um, don't be complicated. Do not set expectations way up here, um, not because you can't achieve it, but because you don't really need that much pressure. And um, so the one thing I can just advise is simplify, simplify. And that's why I was so excited when Holly agreed to come on the show tonight because I love her curriculum. I love the resources she has. Holly, everything that you talk about, simplification always comes to my mind because nothing you ever do seems very complicated. It's always with you. So with that, I'm going to hand this uh, over to you and let you talk about your tips for um, planning morning time. Okay. Well, both of you said it very eloquently, and the truth is it's about spending time with your family, no matter what that is. And in our house, we have been doing this really for about 11 years. I always called it table time, you know, when the kids are little, come to table time, you know, let's let's do this together. And over the years, it's sort of become its own animal, you know, into morning time. And just like you said, you know, don't make it complicated. If you have not done this before, Really the point is is to gather together and spend that quality time, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour. And so when Mary Beth and I were talking and she said, well, how can we, you know, put together a nature morning time? I said, well, I think I have a few ideas, especially for all of you on the road, because to me that is just amazing (laughs) that you guys do this. And how could you put that into place in the way that you school? I know you probably don't have tons and tons of books and resources that you travel with. So what could you guys do that would be simple and effective? One of the things I thought about was seasonal poems that you could even just look up on the Internet. Um, I have a few resources to share with you. But seasonal poems for the months, you know, just reading them out loud, using the poem for simple copy work for your morning to get that. If If you have a very simple schedule with your kids as far as schooling and you just do a little bit here and there of different things, Using those poems for copy work, um, thinking about our memorization. If, if your family likes to use memorization in their schooling, use that same poem. Read it every day for a week, uh, whether it's about the season, uh, different changes, those type of things. The second thing would be an observation table. Now, I know you guys are short on space, <laughs> so maybe it's just a little plate or a, a shoebox. And wherever you guys are parked and visiting, gather things when you're out during the day and everybody add to this box. And in the morning time when you get together, go through it. What did everybody find? Is it something unusual? Is it food for an animal? Is it a seed? Or is it something man-made? Texture, what does it feel like? What does it smell like? Um, Those types of things. Really looking at them intentionally as a family and it could, you know, lead into other discussions or research for your day. The third thing I thought about was reading aloud field guides for the area that you're visiting. Uh, use some of those activities and blaze new trails to discuss the questions, you know, in those about the state parks or places you might be visiting. Uh, maybe you did something the day before where you're staying, and so you want to look something up. Again, if you don't have the books, use the Internet as your resource. Um, Read those things aloud and discover what's in the area you're visiting. Is there a particular bird for that region of the country or an insect or something unusual that you could keep an eye out on as a family? 
The fourth thing, which is kind of my favorite, I don't know if you guys might do this, but have a family journal. Do you guys do a family journal or do your kids journal? Mayor Bessie, you? We don't. <laughs> I, I'm fascinated already. <laughs> well, I think especially for you guys on the road, mm-hmm. a family journal, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about nature study and everybody drawing things and writing things. Well, sometimes, you know, kids – They might not be interested. They might be too young, especially for you all on the road, having one family journal where everybody doesn't have to write in it or draw in it every day. Well, maybe one kiddo saw something really cool, so they're going to write about it or draw it or describe it for mom to write. And maybe the next day somebody else saw something cool or somebody said something funny. And it's also a great place for mom to kind of keep a record of just jotting things down. It doesn't have to be a diary. Just making notes of maybe the kid said something hilarious that day or something funny happened or anything that happens from the day before that you could laugh about during your morning time. And we've done that in our house for about 10 years. I keep a journal in my kitchen. We happen to live on a small lake, and I just have kept a record of the amazing things we've been able to see over the years. And at the moment, it might not seem like a fabulous thing, but when the boys and I sit down and go through it, it's really treasured memories. So kind of look at your family journal as a memory book, really, that you'll all enjoy together as the years go by. And then I thought, well, for you guys that are traveling, pick up those brochures at ranger stations and nature centers you might pass by for on your way to wherever you're going. A lot of times those are full-color brochures with lots of information on the area that you're in the flora and fauna and animals, and just reading through those to discover what you might want to do while you're there, things you might see in the park you're staying at, those can be really handy for a lot of different things and can actually kind of start an adventure for your family that you weren't planning on. And then my thought for you all is what is your goal for morning time? Is it to connect with your kids? Is it to, you know, get some of your schoolwork done? Um, For us, it started out as a way to get some community, I call it community schoolwork, where we're all reading history or something together. And as the boys have grown, it's really a way for me to connect with them and really build our relationship. So like Kimberly and Mary Beth said, I just think simplicity is key for that. You can always build on that, but to start with a simple goal and vision for your family. So those are my tips for doing a nature morning time to kind of get you started if you haven't done it or kind of give you a different train of thought if you're looking for something new. I love all those tips, Holly, and thank you so much. And if you didn't catch um, what I said earlier, um, you actually put a post together on that and um, and posted that this morning. um, I did, just for you guys. And I put some book lists on there and some different ideas so you'll have something to refer to. Yep. And those uh, that link will be in our show, um, the post notes here with the show tonight. So, Holly, tell me, because I know one thing that um, some of our road school moms have gotten confused on, and I always have to remind them, that morning time doesn't actually have to take place in the morning. How, how long do you usually plan your morning time, and, and how long, you know, how long does it last, and what time of the day do you usually do yours? Well, you know, the best laid plans would be in the morning, but that doesn't always happen, and I'm sure you guys know <laughs> Something gets in the way. I usually try to, my goal would be 30 minutes 
you know, if if that was possible. It could be 15 minutes. And quite honestly, if we're really enjoying it, my boys and I have sat at the table for an hour together or even longer depending on, you know, what was happening. Um, a good idea was, say, okay, let's do 15 minutes. Let's see if we can squeak that out. And if everyone's enjoying it, they're going to want to, you know, stick around and keep going. So um, sometimes it's at 8 o'clock, sometimes it's at noon. <laughs> it just depends. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's at, you know, noon on a different time zone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that actually is. But that's okay. That's the point. So That's fine. We know that, that we know that some of our listeners are um, homeschooling all different ages, including middle school and high school, and it might seem that morning time is more an elementary school um, idea or concept. What would you tell those road school moms? I would say keep doing it. Keep bringing those middle schoolers and high schoolers. My son, my oldest, is getting ready to go into ninth grade. And I thought, you know, he would become disinterested. And, yes, there's some mornings where he's like, oh, Mom, do I really, you know, have to do that? And he's always the one saying, oh, please read one more chapter. Oh, let's keep, you know, going. And so it it might change, you know, as your children grow, your your goals in morning time might change, what you read might change. But really the whole thing is connections with your kids. So those conversations are going to change over time as they get older and I think that's just the perfect time to really discover who your kids are uh, so just keep it up you might have to go to a different level of reading but I always say read to the older and the younger still come along anyway give them something to do with their hands the fidget spinner I heard y'all talking about that um, you know give the little something to do in their hands but everyone loves to be read to or you know talk to have an interesting family conversation so don't don't give up on the older ones just yet that's great advice so we all know that spontaneous learning is such a big part of our outdoor learning adventures but holly tell us why should we actually plan for nature-based morning time why not just herd everybody outside and let nature take its course so to speak Well, I think a lot of times, you know, when you turn everybody loose, they're on their own adventure. You know, if you have multiple kids, there might two go this way and one go this way, and they're having their own adventure and discovery, which is wonderful. But if you're trying to make a connection as a family, doing something prior to that where you're all, you know, intentionally talking about one thing or looking at one thing, and then it kind of connects them in advance with nature for the day, and then it's okay, we're going to go outside because mom can't take it anymore, you know. (laughs) We're going to go on a nature walk so mom can breathe, you know. (laughs) And then that would be the time for them to explore and have those moments uh, by themselves discovering new things. But I think it's just important to connect um, as a family close together, you know, whether it's around the, the table or the picnic table or on the couch, to have those moments and then everyone can kind of disperse and run around and, you know, have those activities. Excellent. Well, you know, I was just struck while I was listening to you at um, the blessing that homeschooling and road schooling allows us to have a time like this. So if you're not currently doing morning time yet, I really encourage you to do so because the the bottom line is the traditional schooling method does not allow anyone for any kind of time in the morning. <laughs> it's this morning is get out of the door time. <laughs> so like if you're a homeschooler or a road schooler and you're not, 
taking the opportunity of morning time, then then you're missing a big piece of your homeschool um, uh, um, what do I want to say benefits. Would you agree, Holly? Definitely, definitely. I find it such a value, even if it's the only thing. Shh, don't tell anybody I said that. If it's the only <laughs> thing you happen to get done in your day. What a blessing that is to have connected with your kids in a special way. And those really are the things they're going to remember when they grow up. They're not going to remember doing math, you know, on their computer. They're going to remember connecting with their siblings and their parents and all the different ways that you as a family decide what was important to you for morning time. Well, and don't you think that once you start doing morning time, I know that it's this way for me, um, eventually I gathered everything that was important to our family into our morning time so that on those days when morning time is the only thing we get to, and I'll be the first to admit that that happens often in our house, um, you know, I feel accomplished. And I think, you know, my kiddos feel accomplished. Like they feel like that, you know, that we've really done something meaningful. And then if, if our journey takes us a different direction that day, then so be it. Definitely. I definitely feel that way. Uh, we read out of several different books and it, it might take us, you know, weeks to get through one book, but I, I just make sure it's the important pieces, like you said, that I want to put together in that morning time. And we kind of let, I have a plan, but then we kind of let it flow, you know, if it veers on to something else. And that's the truth. If I've made connections with my kids, then man, the rest is gravy. Yeah, and I, you know, I can't, I keep going back to the first time Mary Beth introduced me to morning time, and I thought, oh my gosh, I, you know, and then there was this morning basket. And I thought, I cannot add another piece of anything to this house. I cannot go get a basket. Um, but I resisted the whole basket idea. And I said, what if I even had a basket, what would I put in it? And I, I just looked at the Blaze New Trails, and I said, that's perfect for it, because it's um, an all-age curriculum that I was looking for, and it's a community curriculum like you just discussed. Um, and so it was just the perfect thing. It was the, it was the perfect thing to put into it for that, for that time. And then we then, um, took it out of there and like I said, did the family devotional and then we actually put the, um, the curriculum into the two older boxes at the moment to, um, do something special with just them. So I, I love that your curriculum is so versatile. And so if you don't know, like, if, so if you don't know what to do with your morning time, I encourage you to just look around your house and uh, pick something. Maybe there's something that you bought that you thought you would use for everyone and you didn't. It's all dusty. You put that in there. Do <laughs> Just start somewhere. Yeah, just yeah, cause I think whether it's a, yeah. a book, you know, that you had wanted to read that gets yeah. put to the back of the pile, you know. Um, yeah. Bring it out. Yeah, bring it out because you'll find very quickly, um, at least I did, all of my kids responded very um very quickly to our morning time and that's what kept me going um because for um, for me you know I have four and mine run with that you know this year they range from third grade to ninth grade and I was really apprehensive about my boys so I thought they're going to hate this and honestly they're the ones that probably like it the most they wouldn't probably admit it but um you know they, <laughs> they look forward to that time and you know it's probably because I'm doing most of the reading and they don't have to but that's okay because I yeah. know that, um, you know, mama's years are probably limited being able to read to those boys. And so I enjoy it just as much as they do. So just do it. That would be yeah. our, our advice, right? Yes. Absolutely. I love that as well. I love reading to my boys. And I don't know about you guys, but there's always a project that comes in 
for some morning <laughs> time. There's fishing right. lures on the table. There's, you know, a whittling project going on. And that's okay because they're still absorbing, you know, the conversation. And at first I was resistant to them doing anything. Like, You're not going to listen. You're not going to, you know, understand. But really for them, they're hands-on kids, and it actually helps them to concentrate. So then that brings on another conversation about this kind of lure, you know, and, and what he's working on and those kind of things. So don't oppose, you know, bringing things to the table either. Yeah, that's a really good point. Okay, so Holly, how do listeners uh, find res- your resources online and uh, any other information that you share about the Giles Frontier? The Giles Frontier. I always say it wrong. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We are at www.thegilesfrontier.com, and we have lots of stuff on there for everybody, um, lots, you know, homeschooling mainly, inspiration, and outdoor learning. Very cool. And Mary yeah. Beth, you'll put that in the show notes too, right? I will. And you know, Holly um, knows how much our listeners love freebies. So she brought tonight two giveaways. She's going to give away the Math Adventure Curriculum Experiencing Math in Parks. And she's also going to give away a copy of Prairie Life, which was um, that really popular pioneering unit study. Um, they actually sold out, right, last weekend? It Holly, did. We sold out at FPA, which was awesome. We had to ship out about 15 of them last week. So that's definitely a lot of fun. And that's a great morning time project, being at Little House in the Big Woods together. Yep, but and the math and parks I thought was great for the road school families because if you're traveling to different places, it's just a great way to integrate math out on a nature adventure. So I'd love to give those away to your listeners. Awesome. So here, if you're listening tonight or on a replay this week, um, it's really simple to win one of these. What you do is you go to Holly's website, thegilesfrontier.com. We're going to put those links in tonight's show notes, so if you miss it, don't fret. We'll put it right in there. And all you have to do is read on her website. She has uh, four, I believe, stops that she, her and her family, the Giles Frontier, are making at homeschool conventions this summer, this, this year, this season. And we just want to know the very last stop that the Giles Frontier will be making. I'll give you a hint. It's in the month of July. So we just need to know where she's going to be for her last stop this convention season. Holly, I know you're very intentional with your time. Um, and so, you you know, you don't plan to hit a whole bunch of them. You um, pick very specifically which ones you're going to. So listeners, just read through that. Find the last stop that she's going to make this summer before they head back home for the for the season and you send that to me at info at roadtripteacher.com i will put all of the correct guesses in a basket and we will draw one uh, we'll draw two of those names out next sunday night and give away the math adventure experiencing math and parks and then we'll give away the prairie life sounds great thank you ladies so much for having me back on i always love chatting with you oh thank you so much thank you so much for coming I miss seeing you, Kimberly. (laughs) Oh, I missed you too, Holly. I was really looking forward to it. (laughs) Next year, maybe next year. You're on the opposite side of the country of me right now. (laughs) I am. I'm all the way up in Oregon. So uh, it was uh, quite a a feat to try to get there. But um, definitely I'm planning on next year. So it should be fun. Thanks so much again. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Holly. Bye-bye. Night. Oh, goodness. She is um, so fun to talk to. Just being in her booth, 
I know. Me, like, if I wasn't a homeschooler, just standing in her booth would make me want to homeschool, like, desperately. I know. <laughs> I know. I, when I, I did, I found myself going back to that booth a couple times. Um, before, well, she had, you know, she was involved in a couple different speaking engagements, so she wasn't really in her booth um, a lot of the day, Friday and Saturday, but I went there two or three times just because it felt nice to be there, you know. The, yeah. I love their booth. Her kids are so wonderful, her oldest. A couple of times, you know, he recognized me once, and he's like, you know, my mom's not here. And I'm like, I know, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> you know, yeah. Soaking so. in the aura. Uh-huh. Food. Yep. I, know. So I awesome. love her resources. Love them, yeah. love them. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, I'm super encouraged again. I Oh, I want to talk about, what do you want to talk about? Because I know what I want to talk about. I don't care. I always want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. So lead the way. So you're so accommodating. I want to talk about summer because I have been really struggling. You know, we we just recently did a, a school about road school rules for the summer and haha, there's no rules and summer sun and road school fun and uh the road school guy just came out for this summer which is absolutely beautiful, Mary Beth. So oh, well done. You. So well thank done. You. Um and you can get that. That's at that's at your website and it's going up on my website this week. So um, right. if you haven't found it yet, definitely check that out. It's a free publication. Um, but I have really been on the fence this year. I feel like we might not have made enough headway in our road school year to take the summer off. And then yet, I feel like we should take the summer off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to go back and just keep preaching on morning time, but I'm going to tell you, this is what, uh, my summer plans are I'll just tell you because I too I know that we haven't made enough headway this summer or I mean this this road school year um I don't feel like that we're at a place where I can just say well we're done you know we're good till September or whatever um but I also don't want to be harping on the same routine that we've been doing for several months I think we need a change. And so I'm going to tell you that I'm going to rely on my morning time. I know you think that I'm just saying that because that's the show that we're talking about, KT. But honestly, I think that I'm going to rely on morning time to try to gather up the things that I think that are still important, um, that everybody still needs to concentrate on. And then I'm going to see how it goes from there. That doesn't mean that maybe everyone won't have another independent project to do or Everyone might not have a book to read on their own. I'm not sure yet, um, but I'm kind of feeling the same way. Yeah, you know, there's something to be said about the respite and um, rest that you get from breaking up your routine, from taking those weeks off. There's also something to be said about um, the the sliding you do backwards on um, on certain subjects specifically maybe math or could be reading if you have an emerging reader in your household. So I think it's important to take all those things into consideration. And as you were talking, I was kind of developing a plan. I have been working on a plan in my head, but I think I was fine-tuning it as you were talking because I just went to a paperback trader in Reading this weekend, actually yesterday, and got a whole bunch of classics like um, Arm of the Starfish and – Withering Heights, no, not Withering Heights, uh, Watership Down and Tale of Two Cities and just all the classics that I could get my hands on, um, the great Gilly Hopkins, and thought, what if we just read all these books all summer long? Like, I, I think mm-hmm. I have 13 books 
what if we did that and see and saw what happened from there? Because each book obviously will have the opportunity to rabbit trail from. Uh, it will um, introduce different topics or different ideas that we'll be able to work into our road school and just kind of not so much take the summer off, but have a more organic road school summer. I guess some people would call this more unschooling, but I'm still, um, you know, I still I'm not comfortable calling myself an unschooler. Not that I have anything, not that I have anything against unschoolers. I think if that works for you, that's perfect. I, it just doesn't feel like it works for me, especially since in the season that I'm in with my road schoolers with two emerging readers and um, two kiddos who are um, just learning some really important new math concepts. That So um, I think what we'll do is we'll continue to do math every day and we'll read those books. And then the older kiddos will have to do their own reading in at least an hour a day because that that's how I balance their game time. My kids get two hours of screen time a day. Um, and I feel confident in allowing them those two hours if they've had their hour of reading. I feel like it's kind of like eating your vegetables. <laughs> Eat your vegetables, read your books. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'll encourage you that um, when we're talking about math every day, um, because that's something that I, too, believe pretty strongly in, um, you know, there's different ways that you can – work math into your day it doesn't have to be a textbook and it can be a textbook um it can also be time for you know time for learning has a great math curriculum you know worked right in um into their curriculum and you could just do the math portion um as a review for the summer or even maybe look to the beginning of next year's grade level for your kiddos because a lot of that is review um as you know anyway um, so that's something that you can do to keep math. But you can also do some kind of unconventional things like, you know, play a math game every day. I talked to you about this a couple of uh, weeks ago, and we done math for 30 days, and I shared some of those posts um, of some of the math games that we played. And they weren't all crazy math-specific games. There were some games I'm trying to remember. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to go back and try to remember. That'll take me 10 minutes. But, you know, we there were several math games that we played. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that this was a strategy, you know, a math strategy game or whatever. And so you know, there's really a lot of ways you can work math into your day. It doesn't have to feel like you're just checking math off the list. And I'll tell you, it's so funny you're saying this about classics because two things about that. I actually done the same thing, only except for I'd done it at the beginning of well, the year, I guess it was, it was after the holidays, I got on a big kick about how we all needed to, you know, I wanted to have everybody to have a book project, and I think Taylor's is the Isle of, Island of the Blue Dolphins. I mean, I'd done the same thing. We went through and got, you know, everybody had a couple of classics that I wanted them to read, and we've not really gotten to them. And so that's kind of on the table for me as well this summer. I actually have looked at a couple of projects that they could do at the end of their book on possibly on their own like I just found this really great site which is for elementary books but it's called book pages I'll share that in our notes tonight um but I really liked those um I don't know it's I guess it's comprehension and they're not really worksheets I don't know they're they're lesson plans I guess is what they are for uh, for literary units but I like those for my youngers because I think it'll it guides them to remember things and to break down the book in nuggets kind of by chapters and so it kind of helps them to digest the whole book as they go along um, but I also kind of want my older kiddos to you know kind of move towards the idea of doing kind of book reports or 
maybe themed papers on certain ideas of, of some of those classic books. So we're looking at that kind of too. And, you know, if you were with us last weekend at FPEA, not grass history, one of the things I love about that curriculum, which as you know, I won't harp on that very long, but I love the America the Beautiful curriculum. Each one of those curriculums from Not Grass History, if you if that's something that you're doing or if that's something that you're looking to do for next year, get a jump start on that because they um, th those book lists are included right along with each one of those curriculums, and that's something that I love as well. And each one of those are are, are classics. They're all living history books, and it's a great book list. And so if that's something that you're looking at for next year, that would be a great place to start for your summer reading. I love that. Well, let's listen to a message from our sponsor, uh, Time for Learning, and then um, let's come back and uh, talk a little bit more about summer road schooling. As homeschoolers, our family loves using Time for Learning because it provides us with so much flexibility with when and how we teach. With 24-7 access to their award-winning online curriculum, you can't go wrong. We can start lessons after breakfast, in the evening, or even while traveling. I love focusing on the concepts that I want to teach my kiddos that week, rather than having to follow a mandated curriculum. We also enjoy focusing on particular themes rather than following specific chapters. See for yourself with a free 14-day trial by visiting timeforlearning.com and using coupon code ROADSCHOOLER. And, you know, summer is a great time to cash in on that 14-day trial. Um, if you're not currently using Time for Learning yet, it's, uh, it's perfect because it is a very you, – you can be as relaxed or as stringent on Time for Learning as you like. And so it's a, it's a great time to just dabble in that and see if it's a good fit for you and your road schooler. It is, and the one thing, uh, the other thing I like about Time for Learning, when you, you go in there, you dial into each one of your kiddos or whatever grade level you're looking at, you know, and you can separate that. You know, if you decide you're wanting to look at just math this summer, then, you know, try that out for those 14 days. I love that idea, KT, to test drive it for a couple of weeks. Um, so thank you, Time for Learning, our season sponsor for Season 10 of Road School Moms. Now, the next few weeks are already on the schedule. You can go to Road School moms.com and see what we're doing next week on June the 11th we will be talking about guiding independent learners um, I'm going to be featuring some project uh, products from Road Trip Teacher from my site as well um, as another feature interview that we'll announce later this week on June the 18th we'll be talking about growing successful readers we'll be featuring us form books that night and possibly another feature interview that we're working on at this time so watch our schedule for that and the last Sunday in June, we will talk about experiencing America, America the Beautiful. That night we'll be featuring Knotgrass History as our sponsor for that show um, as well. And we will have, I believe it's Charlene Knotgrass is coming on that night to talk about their curriculum and answer all the questions that we didn't get answered at FPA. So we have a full month of June trying, uh, helping you out with your uh, road school year and all the planning that you need to do for that for next year. And uh and we also have a full month of June as well, or July as well. So we are not even halfway done with the series. Very cool. I'm really excited about that, and I hope that you'll join us for those upcoming shows. Um, as always, I want to remind our Road School Moms listeners, if you need prayer, we have a dedicated prayer team at Road School Moms just for you, and it's really easy to get in touch with them. All you need to do is send an email to rsmprayers, that's Road School Moms, rsmprayers at gmail.com, and your completely confidential prayer request uh, will be sent to our team, and uh, they will start um, uplifting your prayers. Um, 
to our Holy Father. So if that's something you're interested in, I encourage you to um, tap into that resource. We all ha also have tons of shows. So if this is your first show, welcome. We're so happy you joined us. If you're a repeat listener, thank you for coming back every Sunday night. We really love spending these uh, this time with you. Um, if you have not tuned into any of our earlier shows, I invite you to go to uh, both RoadSchoolMoms.com or iTunes and go through our whole library. I think there's like, I, I don't quote me, but I think there's like 125 shows or something like that. No, we'll look that up. I was thinking tonight I wanted to say this was our episode number or whatever, but I couldn't come up with it. So I'll do the research on that, and we'll talk about that next week. But speaking of replays and iTunes, if you are listening to us tonight over at iTunes on a replay, please, when you get done, give us a review. Katie and I love four or five stars, but if you want to give less than that and that's your honest opinion, that's okay. Um, do that, and then just shoot us an email at Kimberly at FullTimeFamilies.com or myself, info at RoadTripTeacher.com and let us know what we can do to better serve your road school mom's needs. Don't forget, after you do that review, that makes you eligible for a free product from my learning shop. So shoot me an email and uh, let me know what project or product that you would like, and I'll be glad to send that over to you. Um, last reminder, if you are, were listening tonight and you want to um, earn a chance to win one of those two great freebie curriculums that Holly Giles is going to be um, giving away next Sunday night, all you have to do is look on her website, look to see what the last stop that she's making at a convention this summer in July. I'll give you that much of the answer. And shoot me that email. Again, I'm going to give it to you one more time, info at roadtripteacher.com, and uh, give me that correct answer. I'll put you in a pool of answers, and next week we will pull out those two winners and give those away. Anything else we need to chat about, KT, tonight? I believe that's it. All right, well, that's a wrap. We will be back here same time, same place next Sunday night right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. We are so glad to have you with us, Road School Moms, from wherever in the world you are. Until then, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.